0: podcasting from the j Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week we take a look at the games, the players and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. This is the Cincinnati Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. Uh, this episode is Cincinnati Reds uh kind of looking back at the last couple of weeks of what the reds did uh so lots and lots of news uh in cincinnati reds and baseball in general uh we'll get to a lot of that but uh i think the biggest news maybe uh out of new york and uh anyway i'm scott evans i forgot to introduce us scott evans he's nick lawson and uh be sure to hit subscribe what's going on man
1: Sitting here in silence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right. So, uh, anyway, as uh, as I was saying, of course, uh, one of the biggest news stories of the weekend: uh, Jay Bruce announcing his retirement.
1: You talk about a class action, Jay Bruce, man, what a great guy!
0: Awesome guy, awesome player for the Reds. Definitely going to be a Reds Hall of Famer. Uh, I mean, his re- average wasn't great, but uh, he had over 1,000 hits with the Reds. Uh, so, and, and, and was just a key player in that 2010 through 2013
1: run. i always remember that home run that, that clinched the division for us.
0: Oh, I, I think he said that was his favorite moment of his career. I, I think it's uh, Marty Brenneman said it's one of his favorite calls he made. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. They were not expected to do anything in 2010. Uh, kind of shocked the world, and uh, turned out to be a, a great year for the Reds. Great year for uh, Jay Bruce, and uh, he's he's now now going home uh, to his uh, family. Uh, wish him nothing but the best. Some of the great things he did with the Reds off uh, the field. Uh, Bruce's buddies, where he uh, invited um, uh, fans with, uh, I believe, Down syndrome uh, to the game and their family so they can enjoy some time out. Uh, together, uh, just just a great dude, um, and uh, definitely going to be missed in baseball. I know Joey Votto uh, said he was his favorite teammate, um, and still kept in touch with him uh, in the offseason season and and during the season. Talk about baseball and and hitting and and those type of things. So, uh, definitely a, a great send off to Jay Bruce. And next week we're going to do a breakdown episode where we go in depth on the career of Jay Bruce.
1: Looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Uh,
0: other news, uh, not so happy news, uh, Michael Lorenzen moving to the 60-day injured list. Uh, I think they're now saying June is when he'll, he'll be coming back. He's still wanting to start.
1: Yeah, I think for his own personal health, he probably should be in the bullpen.
0: Right. I I, I kind of see it both ways. I, I guess it's going to depend on how uh, his rehab goes. Uh, he was saying that he thinks the best place for him, both from a physical standpoint uh, and performance, would be in in the rotation. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, that's a long time to be out, especially if guys like, uh, of course, Sonny Gray is going to perform well, but uh, Tyler Malley, if he continues pitching well, if Wade Miley continues pitching well, uh, it, it, he may not have a spot. Uh, I mean even even Hoffman uh has had really good outings.
1: Yeah, I, I see TJ Anton getting in the in the uh, rotation before Lorenzen. Right.
0: So we'll get to we'll talk about some of the performances of players but uh, Lorenzen uh hopefully uh, he gets well gets uh, healed and gets uh and gets back uh back to uh, his normal self. Definitely. Uh, other news, Sonny gray, uh, came back and,
1: um, pitched the, well. Pitched very well. He looked good. Um, threw a lot of pitches though, but by, by the fifth innings, uh, you got to bring that down a little bit, but I think he'll, he'll be fine.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I think he pitched
1: six, was it six innings? You're asking me a question I'm not ready for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think he, I have to go back to it. Give me one second. I'll. I can tell you. Right,
0: right. I was trying to look for the box score and uh, was not having luck with that. Oh, there, there it Uh, is. So uh, he pitched us. Oh, he only pitched four and a third innings. uh, Gave up uh, six hits, two runs, both earned two walks, six strikeouts. That's where the six was, with six strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, TJ Antone, who has just been pitching amazing this year, another uh, one and two thirds innings, no runs, three strikeouts. He has a zero ERA this season.
1: He, he's been lights out and coming out of the bullpen. I mean, the guy's just on fire. Uh, he wants to be, he wants to be in rotation too. I mean, like I said, yeah. between him and Lorenzen, I would pick Anton right now.
0: Right. I mean, I, the one thing is, I don't know if he's stretched out enough. Uh, we saw the one game where he pitched four innings or just under four innings and uh, kind of ran out the, of gas at the end, eight in the third inning so far this year, 12 strikeouts, a point four eight whip in eight innings is, is amazing. Uh, a zero ERA. Uh, I mean, if you stretch that out, as if he could do that as a starter, he'd be in the Cy Young conversation.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, you can't you can't ask for a guy that's doing a better job at the bullpen in Anton right now.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, but uh, anyway, Michael Lorenzen out till June. Sunny Sunny Gray returned um, and pretty decent outing. Uh, another guy out uh, kind of surprised me. Uh, I'm not even sure how he hurt himself, uh, but uh, guy that's been pretty good off the bench this year, Aquino.
1: Yeah, he apparently hurt his hand and he had a surgery so it'll probably be out till at least June.
0: Yeah another guy on the injured list for mystery reasons, which uh, I'll go into in a second. Uh, Alex Blandino, uh, no timetable given, no reason given. Uh, Just on the injured list, which that means it's COVID.
1: No, no doubt. I mean, the writing's on the wall when you don't have an injury and you're on the IL.
0: Come on. I mean, they can't say it's COVID, but by not saying it's COVID and not saying it's anything else, and not—I don't understand why not just say it's ten days. I guess because it's COVID. uh, If it's a false negative, they could come back quicker. But I mean, ten days is pretty much. If you have COVID, it's it's a ten day period before you can you can come back so why not just protect the players um, truly if you want to protect the players' anonymity on this and their and their health privacy uh, just say they're on the injured list for t- the 10 day injured list um, I mean I, I guess it's kind of hard when you tell say what every other injury is uh, but I mean it's pretty obvious I don't think any other news has come out about that uh, wish Alex nothing but the best. Hope he uh, gets well with whatever his injury is, but most likely uh, it's COVID.
1: Yeah, they hate to say it, but that's probably true. Uh, but uh,
0: the, some exciting news uh, before we get into the one that we'll probably go into a little bit in depth. Uh, exciting news for the Reds. They are off to a very fast start.
1: Yeah, first place in the Central in April. Thank
0: you. We'll take it. Oh, not only that, uh, they—I mean—they lost the Sunday game, uh, kind of a heartbreaker. But I mean, you're going up against Shane Bieber. uh, But they—they're scoring runs. Uh, Their their run differential is plus twenty four. They're a game up over Milwaukee as of this uh, moment on late Monday night. Uh, They're nine and six on the year. Uh, It's been years since the Reds have had nine games. Uh, this early in the season. Uh, so hopefully they can continue it. it. It's a long, It's early, but it, it's much nicer being nine and six saying it's early than one and 20 saying it's early.
1: Uh, I'd rather be nine and six than where the Rockies are. They're four and 12. So I'd rather oh. be nine six. <laughs> or, or the Yankees being five and 10. Yeah, that, that surprises me. Uh, I didn't think that they would be worse than the Tigers.
0: Oh, they're on a, a five-game losing streak, two and eight in their last ten. Where the Reds are, their last ten not as impressive uh, about playing five hundred baseball. But if they play five hundred baseball the rest of the year, uh, they'll have a six hundred record. So, uh, if that's the worst they do, I'll take it.
1: Oh well, yeah, no doubt. Uh,
0: but uh, Milwaukee uh, in second place, uh, the St. Louis in third. I think those are the three teams that are going to be at the top of the division. Uh, the Cubs are awful, and Pittsburgh is awful. Well, the
1: Cubs are worse than Pittsburgh right now. There's yeah, a problem
0: there. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> uh, looking in the uh, National League, Colorado, you mentioned the worst team in the division. I think the worst team in baseball at 4-12. Uh, and 12. Arizona, 6-10. and 10, They're coming to town uh, in this next series. Uh, Reds where I play them. Lost 2-3 out in Arizona, I think that it's going to be different here in Cincinnati, especially with the weather that's supposed to be here Wednesday night. Uh, uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but uh, the word is snow.
1: You can't say the S word on the show.
0: Oh, I know. Tuesday night and Wednesday, <laughs> it's, it's going to be miserable for the players. Hopefully Castillo's not pitching because he does not pitch well in the cold weather.
1: Uh, yeah, we figured that out on opening day.
0: Um, <laughs> well, and his and his last start that was not very good was also in San Francisco, very cold.
1: Well, luckily, Castillo's pitching game one on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, so I, hopefully he gets in before the weather starts turning to crap.
1: Yeah, and then he could uh, he could just go and sit in a, in a clubhouse on Wednesday night's nice game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and then um, the, so the Reds nine and six. uh, uh, some optimism, some fun. Uh, they're one of uh, a few teams with double-digit run differentials in the National League. Of course, the Dodgers, 13-3, finally lost a game. 38-run uh, differential for them. They have a lot of great pitching. Uh, Reds, I think, have scored more runs, but uh, they've given up more runs as well, plus 24. That's really good, though, and uh, that's why they're 9-6 and six, uh, at a 600 uh, wing clip. So hopefully they can continue that. Uh, I I think it can only go better. I I think there's a lot of players that could be moved in trades. Uh, uh, We'd hate to see him go, but I I think it can make the team overall better. Uh, There's a surplus of outfielders, so we'll we'll see what happens in June, July with the uh, trade deadline.
1: Yeah, because you got Shogo coming back, and you're going to be crowded in the outfield again. Right, and everybody's performing. Yeah, that makes it tough for a manager. When you got all your guys hitting – and performing well, and what do you do? I mean, how do you how do you give guys playing time and sit somebody? Right, absolutely. So it's a good problem to
0: have, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, other news that came out today: Nick Castellanos, free him. His suspension was upheld. It wasn't even reduced to one game. Uh, the other players involved all got fines. Uh, I personally think it's ridiculous. He, he did, he made no physical contact. Uh, he hulked up a little bit, um, said, let's go. And then walked off. It was, it was Yachty that, uh, chased after him, pushing an umpire out of the way. Uh, honestly, I didn't think anybody should get suspended from, from that, uh, that incident. Uh, there was no punches thrown. It was a bunch of, uh, talking back and forth. Uh, but um, but yeah, so he gets uh, suspended for showing emotion and then walking away, whereas, uh, everybody else involved, including the unintentional, intentional throw at him, um, maybe gets a fine. I, I think, uh, I think at most everybody should got a fine in that. I think Manfred's using COVID as an excuse. Uh, it's re it's a ridiculous rule. Every, everyone's tested. They're playing close together anyway. So. Um, so let's, uh, let's just, uh, get back to normal baseball in a normal year. That would not have been a suspension, uh, or an ejection for that matter. Brandon Phillips, uh, and Yadi Molina back in 2010, much more heated than Nick Castellanos and Yadi was in 2021. Neither of those guys got thrown, thrown out of that game. Uh, they didn't make any physical contact. Brandon absolutely instigated it. Yachty instigated it. Uh, it. It was Johnny Cueto, unfortunately, in the spike issue. Uh, some uh, Dusty and and Tony Larusa, who's back in baseball managing, that uh, got into some uh, physical uh, contact. Uh, but uh, Nick Castellanos showing emotion. Uh, that that's what you need in the game. Uh, that's if, if Manfred went to all these rule changes let the guys show emotion. That's going to bring some excitement to the game. We don't necessarily want fights, especially because uh, like what happened to Jason LaRue, players can get injured, uh, but showing passion and emotion for the game, for your teammates, it gets the fans fired up. It it makes you want to go to the game. It makes you want to watch it on TV because it becomes can't miss TV. uh, When there's drama and, uh, and action, even if it's not just balls and strikes.
1: I mean, it, it, it was nothing like the Dodgers and the Padres. They're actually physically contacting each other, where this was just celebrating a run. Right, it was fired up, celebrating. If it's celebrating, scoring a run, is become a crime in baseball. Then there's something wrong here well and, and
0: not only that there were I mean even the fight itself was just a lot of discussions. it was it was basically a debate where everybody came and huddled around each other so if you're gonna enforce covid rules you'd have to suspend both the Reds and the uh, Cardinals and you're not gonna do that uh, it's baseball it's part of the game um, it's part of the game all around the world uh, you're you're throwing an object. 90 to 100 miles per hour. Of course, it's there's gonna be emotions when when a ball comes inside. Uh let's just get let's get back to uh back to playing. Let's don't punish the players for showing emotion. And cooler heads prevailed in, in that in that uh incident, which is what you want because uh Yachty was hot, he calmed down, Castellanos was a, l- a little upset, and then you know the, the rest of the players came around and, and and did what baseball fights usually do. Uh, So the, the suspension completely unwarranted. And uh, with some of the other stuff we're going to talk about, I am calling for Rob Manfred to invoke the best interest of baseball clause and remove himself from, from commissioner.
1: I say hashtag free Castellanos. Hashtag firemanfred. Manfred.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so uh, he's going to be out for a couple of games. Uh, it stinks, but he's he's kind of been struggling lately. So maybe this will get him back on path on the path. Uh, a guy that is not struggling though, Joey Votto. He is back now, hitting two sixty seven, uh, which you know is not great for Votto. But uh, this time last week, he was below two hundred. Um, was three for four on Saturday. He's had three home runs. Uh, his OPS is now 779. Uh, uh, in his last seven games, uh, Votto is hitting 385 with a 448 on base percentage, uh, slugging 846. He's had three home runs, 10 hits, seven RBI, three walks, only five strikeouts, and 26 at bats.
1: Maybe Joey should take a week off. Yeah, Come on, get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> let's bat him eighth. Yeah, let's have him bat, let's have bat eighth or flip flop with the pitcher. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, 385, 448,
0: 846. I, I don't think he's going to sustain that, but if he does, uh, the Reds are going to be a very dangerous team because uh, if, if Joey gets on this track, I don't know if he's there just yet, but when he gets on those those runs like that. He typically does sustain it over a long period of time. And, um, and he looks, he looks very locked in and Joey Votto locked in. Um, is a very dangerous Joey Votto. He was hitting the ball hard before he got locked in. Uh, now he's hitting the ball hard and he's, and he's either knocking it out of the ballpark or hitting it where they aren't, uh, or taking off a little bit. And that, that swing on, on the game on Saturday uh, that uh, went into extra innings. Votto had the perfect – I mean, they were shifting on him with runners on first and second, uh, which to me is crazy anyway. but uh, And then he just kind of checked his swing, almost like a swinging bunt, uh, hit it where they weren't uh, in between the pitcher and third baseman, and everybody was safe.
1: See, the thing is with Joey Votto, people got to realize he's been around long enough to where – he struggles, he notices that he's having problems at the plate, and he knows how to fix them. So look what he did against a Cy Young Award winner and Shane Bieber. He had three hits against him.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: So I think he fixed his problems.
0: He fixed his problem. One thing, though, for the third-base coach for the Reds, Joey Votto is not a speed runner. Don't send Joey Votto home uh, if it's going to be a close play.
1: TJ house is the worst third base coach in the history of the game. <laughs> He's horrible. Bring back Mark Barry. Oh, man. <laughs> I hate TJ houses. Third base coach. He's horrible. Yeah. So I mean Billy Hatcher, <laughs> but uh, Joey
0: Pato, uh, it, it's glad to have him back. Hopefully he continues that and, uh, has a MVP worthy season because if he does, Uh, especially with guys like India and some of the other guys we'll get into. Um, It's going to be a very good year for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Speaking of Jonathan India, he's cooled off a little bit. He's now hitting only 283, only 283 with 11 RBI, 700 OPS. Um, He finally has walked three walks.
1: About time. The three walks is our last
0: show. Yeah, but the last seven games, a 143 batting average with 280 on base percentage. So maybe an eight strikeout. So uh, the last last week or so, he struggled a little bit. That's to be expected. Uh, I, I think he's going to be okay. I don't know if he'll, like we talked about, I think he's going to be right around 300, probably a little bit under, but uh, he makes the adjustment. Uh, I think he'll do well. Um And hopefully uh, he's not getting too many days off uh, and slowing him down. But uh, Jonathan India uh, definitely uh, liking the energy he brings even when he is struggling. And and defensively, he's been very good at second base, probably the best at second we've had since uh, Brandon Phillips.
1: Oh, yeah, the guy's solid at second base. And and a guy that's not even a second baseman is playing a position like a second baseman. So that's what he should be doing. And, you know, I think you only get better – as the year goes on, batting two eighty three. That's not to sniff at right. I would love, I would love to have bat two eighty three, a season. Uh, and another
0: guy that uh, you know the all the uh, social media experts. Why is he getting lead off? Jesse Winker uh, for the season, a three sixty eight hitter, four hundred on base percentage. Last seven games down slightly, but still very good numbers. Two ninety six in the last seven games, three twenty one on base percentage uh, with a walk and a home run. He's had five RBIs in the leadoff spot this year. Uh, Jesse Winker is a leadoff hitter.
1: Jesse Winker is a leadoff hitter. Joey Votto is not. Absolutely. Uh, Nick Castellanos,
0: of course, uh, mentioned him a little bit that he's been struggling a little bit. Uh, still hitting 295 on the year with a 951 OPS. Uh, last seven games, though, 214, 241. Uh, seven strikeouts, only one walk, one home run with three RBI. Uh, so maybe the two games off will uh kind of fire him back up. Hopefully.
1: Yeah, I mean, you come back, you face you know the last game of the Diamondbacks, then go to St. Louis. So he'll get another round of the Cardinals. There uh, coming up this weekend.
0: Right, another guy that social media is like he can't hit. Why is he in the lineup? Tucker Barnhart, <laughs> three eighty-two. Uh with two home runs, eight RBI on the season, last seven games. Uh he's only hitting four hundred with a four forty four on base percentage. Uh eight strikeouts, two walks, a home run, six RBI in the last uh seven games. Mm-hmm. Barnhart is absolutely tearing it up. You
1: know, he's uh I'll be honest. He surprised me because I, I, I was one of those guys said, this guy can't hit for crap, and look what he's doing. He's I, hitting the I, ball everywhere. I, I knew
0: he would be back.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad he's hitting the ball because we needed a getter that could actually hit, and he's doing it. I, oh, and absolutely. Along with, along with Tyler Stevenson, that guy's also stepped it up too. Absolutely. And uh, a guy that
0: uh, has yet to join the fun. Unfortunately, and this one, this one's kind of concerning. What do you do with uh, Suarez? He's only hitting 173 with a 667 OPS. Uh, is in the cleanup spot. Last uh, seven games actually worse 148 with a 233 on base percentage, 259 slugging. Uh, when do you pull the plug on him batting fourth in the lineup? And uh, I mean, you got to have him there at shortstop because uh, I don't think there's anyone else that can hit any better. No, I say trade him.
1: No, I mean you know the thing is, Suarez is the kind of guy who's always start off slow. Look at last year, he was he wasn't in, he didn't in anything first, a couple couple of weeks or so, then he turned it on. But I think he's just he needs to make some adjustments. He'll be fine. But flip flopping him in the lineup up and down is just not going to work. Yeah, he got to get comfortable. He's got to find a comfort zone.
0: I would almost move him down, uh, especially once uh, Mustakas comes back. Mustakas, of course has a non-COVID illness, and hopefully that means he'll be back uh, in the next game or so. Good, I hope so. <laughs> I, right now I would move move Mustakas up into the into the four hole or maybe even move Joey Votto down to the four hole uh, because Suarez just isn't getting it done. Uh, maybe move him down, take a little bit of pressure off into the five or six spot and uh, see what happens. Of course, Nick Sincel, another player uh, not exactly hitting up uh, to uh, to his expectations uh, 216 hitter so far this year. Uh, so uh, great defensively though and got to play some third base on uh, one of the games against the uh, Indians.
1: Yeah, that was cool. He's in not played third base in years
0: right. Now uh, on the pitching side, uh, we've we've seen some a lot of a uh, lot of unexpected uh, uh, outcomes, especially on out the starting rotation. Wade Miley uh, didn't give a, up a run in his first two starts. Unfortunately, he did against uh, Bieber, which you can't do and win. Uh, but stats so far this year: sixteen innings pitch, fourteen strikeouts, a point seven five whip, and a two point two five ERA. If you're getting that out of Wade Miley, the rotation is going to be. Much better than expected.
1: Oh, yeah. And I wasn't expecting this out of Wade Miley. Uh, The first two starts, he didn't give up any earned runs. I mean, this week he did, obviously. But um, if you get that every day, or not every day, but every game that he's pitching in, it's going to be a tough rotation to beat. Right. And uh, Jeff Hoffman, who I was not sold on at all,
0: uh, so far, 15 in the third innings, 12 strikeouts, a 1.43 whip. Uh, I really consider him our fifth starter more than Wade Miley. Uh, 2.93 ERA, which I'll take from him after every, every game if he can continue that. I mean, this is a guy we got for kind of a throw-in just to get rid of uh, Robert Stevenson. So uh, definitely uh, impressed with uh, that. Derek Johnson, whatever he wants uh, salary-wise, same with Kyle Bodie. You give those guys because the Reds pitchers are overachieving.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. The the pitching is doing well. Uh, the starting pitching is is exceeding. I think a lot of them are exceeding our expectations. Yeah, I, mean, t- I mean, even Jose Jose Deleon, when he was starting, he had some rough patches, but he looked good when he was getting in the strikeouts.
0: Yep, yeah, Tyler Tyler Malley, still not going deep in games, but uh, in three games, 14 innings pitch, 22 strikeouts, a 1.0 whip, a 2.57 ERA. I, I mean, really, right now, the guy with the worst stats in the uh, rotation is uh, Luis Castillo with a 7 ERA uh, in 15 and a third innings pitch. Still has 12 strikeouts. And that's pretty impressive, considering he had zero on opening day. Uh, a one point four three whip. I, I think Castillo is going to turn that around as we go through the season. So if the other guys can maintain. We're going to have one of the best rotations in baseball. The Reds will.
1: Yeah, think about we had Trevor Bauer, and then he leaves, and everybody's complaining. You know, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, it would have been great to have him, but we've got guys that have been waiting to start, and they're there now. And those guys are now taking every opportunity to show what they they could do just as good, maybe just as good as Trevor Bauer.
0: Absolutely. And, of course, uh, a guy we have not touched on much. He's uh, kind of uh, ran his mouth in in some ways. I kind of liked it. It's a little cockiness, a a little uh, WWE-style showmanship, but you got to go out and get it done. And he has not done that so far. Uh, it, it was his closer spot to lose, and I think he's probably losing it. Uh, talking about Amir Garrett, 11.25 ERA in four innings pitch, three strikeouts, and a 2.75 whip, which would be much worse if it was not for the triple play turned by Joey Votto, uh, this past week.
1: That triple play was pretty,
0: <laughs> it absolutely um, was.
1: Yeah, but Amir Garrett, you know. It's one thing to throw hard, but you got to be consistent. You got to get out. So, if you can't get out and give up runs, you're not going to be the closer. Uh, he, he won't. And uh,
0: yeah. hopefully, he can get it turned around. I really like Amir Garrett, but uh, but yeah, a, a, a closer with an 11 ERA is not going to cut it in the major league. So, uh, maybe he'll get on a good uh, streak, get that ERA down to something respectful. I mean, he hasn't had a lot of innings yet, so that's pretty easy to do. Uh, but he, I hope he bought Joey Votto a steak that night because uh, he definitely saved him in that situation.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, if Joey wanted to turn out triple play, we, that game would not wound up like it did.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, switching gears now, back to Rob Manfred. Uh, of course, uh, in the minor leagues now, they're doing a lot of experimental rules. Uh, But two of them came out for the Atlantic League, which is an independent affiliated league uh, with Major League Baseball. They've tested other things in the past, such as being able to steal first base, uh, which I've seen done in Savannah Bananas Ball, which I'm sure was done much better than Manfred Ball. (laughs) But uh, uh, also in the past, they've tried the automated strike zone, which I know some fans are wanting, and it failed miserably. Uh, The the automated strike zone was calling – uh, balls that bounce to the plate, strikes, curve balls that hit the corners as balls. So uh, I am I, I know the umpires screw up a lot. I know you have Angel Hernandez out there who is not a good umpire, uh, but... You're being nice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I still like the human element of the game. Yes, the umpires are going to blow some calls. Sometimes it's going to go your way. Sometimes it's going to go the other team's way. Uh, replay doesn't fix it. Computer strike zones. Don't fix it. it. It's real life. Uh, it's not a video game. Um, and you know, there's going to be mistakes. There's errors on the field from the fielders. There's going to be errors from the umpires. Uh, it, it's what makes the game, uh, kind of a, uh, a good drama, uh, field episode. So, uh, but this year, <laughs> At least those rules kind of made sense to, to experiment. These rules are absolutely stupid and hopefully never see the light of day in the major leagues. They're going to move the mound back a foot. So instead of 60 feet, six inches, it's going to be 61 feet, six inches. I can't see how that's going to improve the game from a time period. From a, If you're wanting to shorten the game, there, there's going to be a lot more walks. Because breaking balls are going to be completely ineffective or guys are going to have to throw their arms out uh, throwing the breaking balls an extra foot uh, because it's either going to break way before the plate or they're going to have to throw extra hard. Uh, same thing with the with fastballs, keeping things down. Uh, it's, it's going to be a walk league, especially early on because guys are just not used to it.
1: So I want everybody listening to pass a message to Rob Manfred for me. I want you guys to say he's an idiot.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so that's the, and the other rule, the union will never go for, uh, the modified DH. So you only keep the DH in when you, when you take the starting pitcher out, the DH goes out too. So here's the issue with that. Let's go to the major leagues and, uh, I'll use a player. He's retired now. Uh, but Edgar Martinez, one of the best DHs of all time you want him in the lineup as a DH. If you're an American league team, if you're the Seattle Mariners, uh, you want Edgar Martinez in the lineup under this rule, uh, your starting pitcher goes out and he gives up 10 runs in two innings. Yeah. So you pulled that guy out in the second inning. You've lost your DH for the entire game. It's stupid. Uh, I mean, it's you just either have the DH dead. or don't have the DH, but it, it I mean you're going to have players that and this is why I don't think the players union will ever agree to it if they have to, if 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 he can do it without the players union he probably will but I think the player union has to sign off uh, because that's going to greatly reduce the value of guys like uh, big poppy or Edgar Martin or yeah Edgar Martinez and others that you know they were excellent at DHs And it extends the playing career of other, of other guys, uh, because, uh, as they get older, uh, fielding sometimes goes down Though Joey Votto kind of proved that wrong this past weekend, uh, with that amazing triple play. But, uh, I, if you're going to have the DH have the DH, uh, if you're not going to have the DH, uh, play it like the national league, I kind of, I, I was, I got, I got used to the DH and kind of went it back. After seeing it in 2020, I think that was one of the real changes on the major league level that actually worked well. Uh, I, I think the the hesitancy has been from small market National League teams that don't want to pay an extra slugger. Uh, but, I mean, the Reds are paying them anyway, and they're playing paying them to play on the bench. So uh, it'll be much better. And I don't think fans at, in this day and age, uh, with a couple of exceptions like a Michael Lorenzen or uh, an Otani uh, from the Angels, they, they don't really want to, or maybe Madison Bum, Bumgarner uh, out in Arizona. Uh, but for the most part, nobody wants to see a pitcher hit.
1: No, I remember back in the day, Mike Hampton was a pretty good uh, hitting pitcher.
0: Right, but, th- th- I mean, those days are gone. Uh, I know, I Yeah, know. I mean, I remember Johnny Cueto uh, when he was here, probably still does it in San Francisco. Uh, if it was a non-important play, uh he and he made the he made contact in the infield i mean he just kind of walked down the line until he got thrown out uh it's not exciting it it would be much better to have the dh in both leagues uh but the full dh I, I i like double switches and some of that uh but um the man if the manager let that be the manager's choice if he wants to remove the dh and go to uh go back to a normal national league style game Uh, Let that be the manager's choice. They can do that now, but uh, mandating it, especially when uh, a starter only goes one inning or two innings, uh, it's not what the fans came to see. Uh, It's not uh, competitive baseball. Um, It's just not fun, and the rule changes need to be fun. It doesn't need to be a rule change just to be different. That's not going to bring fans in. Fans want fun things to watch. Uh, in the stadium, and especially on TV, and and uh, yeah, moving the mound back a foot and and uh, getting and halfway getting rid of the DH is not going to do that.
1: No, no, I don't know what he's thinking by by moving the mound back. It's not going to do anything. You I mean, he's, he's thinking moving the back a foot. is going to eliminate you know balls being hit back to the pitcher. It's not.
0: I, I don't even know if that's the reason. I, I don't know if he thinks it's going to increase offense, but I mean um uh, I mean, the pitches are I guess would come in slower, but the location's gonna be all over the place, especially early on because uh, I mean once you reach uh, past like 11, 12 years old, you go to 60 feet six inches and who knows the way they're playing youth baseball today maybe it's even before then. And so you pitch 60 feet six inches for uh upper level middle school, high school, college, and then you get to uh, this one league, in the pro, uh, for an experiment, it, it's going to fail miserably.
1: It's going to be bad. And you know, like, like you said, you, you can't have a pitcher blow his arm out because you moved to back one foot. That one foot makes a huge difference when you're throwing a fastball.
0: And not only that, I mean, the guys playing in these independent leagues, uh, they're still looking to try to make it into uh, minor uh, affiliated minor league baseball and, and, uh, eventually the majors. And, um, you know the Savannah Bananas doing a lot of crazy uh, rule changes, but all of those still let the guys show off their baseball skills along with the entertainment value. Uh, moving moving the mound back a foot from where everybody else in the world plays baseball uh, is an unfair advantage or disadvantage to them because they're not going to be able to throw as hard. If they do, they're probably going to get injured, um, and, and it may not even be fair to the hitters as well. So. Uh, I think that may be the stupidest rule out of all the stupid rules that Rob Manfred has come up with.
1: Well, once again, he's fixing something that's not broken.
0: Uh, absolutely, no one has ever said, "I don't want to go to that baseball game because they're pitching from sixty feet six inches."
1: You know, you can, can tell your your manager, and "Go, I'm not going to pitch because that that mound's sixty feet. I want to move back and now, come on, man." Those pitchers go out there. They know what they're going to do. They got 60 feet to make it to the plate.
0: So uh, (laughs) Reds uh, wrap up their homestand this coming week, and then they uh, go on a uh, pretty tough road trip. They're going to go to St. Louis uh, uh, this coming weekend for three, and then they go to the Dodgers for three, and then another off day on Thursday the 29th before the Cubs and White Sox come to town. A lot of off days early in the season, which – uh, Is kind of crazy, but uh, Reds have a very winnable se- uh, schedule both in April and May. Uh, looking ahead to May, Cleveland, uh, they go to Cleveland, then to Pittsburgh, then to Colorado. Uh, San Francisco then comes into town for four. Uh, Milwaukee, that's going to be a really good series, uh, May 21st through the 23rd. Uh, then they go to the Nationals, who have not been good this year, the Cubs, so uh, the Reds have a very... Very winnable schedule to stay at or around first place uh, through May, which is something they haven't done in a long, long time.
1: I mean, if we were just playing the Pirates all the way through, I'd be happy. Pirate, i
0: throw the Rockies in there too.
1: Yeah, why not? I'd like to beat up a Robert Stevenson. <laughs> I want to see that. So... Take him deep. Take him deep.
0: Uh, with all that said, though, it, it's been a fun season so far. I think it's going to continue to be a fun season. The Reds are hitting, uh, fielding and playing a lot of, uh, exciting and fun, fun to watch baseball, even when they lose.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, cause you, we got the excitement factor. that maybe they can come back and pull this out because you got the hitters to do it. Absolutely. And and they have not given up once in, in
0: this, uh, season, even in the blowout game. So Uh, gotta love that. So that wraps it up for now. Next week, we'll be doing the Jay Bruce show. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and until then go reds, go reds.